Hello and welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents Hot Takes. I'm Jack Kolejewski, joined tonight by Robert Anderson. Hey, it's me. How you doing, Robbie? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. We just went and saw a movie. We raced back to the microphone. We haven't talked about it. Nope. And we're going to record some thoughts about it for you. Mm-hmm. What did we see, Robbie? We saw Thor Ragnarok. We sure did. Ah. And I'm sure that's going to come up again. Mm, you might remember that from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's in that movie. Couple Spo- times. Spoilers. Couple times. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. They use the... Come on. What is, what is that? The Fly the Valkyries? No, it's song? the Immigrant Song. Immigrant Song. Yeah. yeah By actually, Led Zeppelin? I yeah, could I be right. I don't, I don't like music. Only people talking. It's weird how much you don't like music. Yeah, I hate it. Um, so, what did you think of Thor Ragnarok, Robbie? Ooh, Jack. Let me let me run you through the gambit a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit about myself, how I feel about Thor. Weave me a tale. Mm, so, Thor 1 and 2. Uh, I guess Thor, I don't know what, and then Thor Dark. Is the first Thor movie just called Thor? I Yes. Sure. Thor, probably. And I think Dark World's the second, right? Dark World is definitely in the second. Okay. I know that. I don't think the first one has a subtitle, but I'm not, Who not knows? a historian. Um, so I saw both those. I, hate, I don't like those movies. Um, people have definitely made the argument that, oh, well, you know, like the first one's like a fish out of water story, and the second one is a movie, and I just like am not into either of them. You disagree on both fronts? On both fronts. Okay. I mean, it is a fish out of water story, and the first one's just not very good. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I know some people like those movies. More power to you. I th- Go ahead. Keep going. I, I'm just... The character's never done much for me. Never has been super into it. Uh-huh. Uh, when he's like a part of like the Avengers, I'm a little more in Thor because he's usually mm-hmm. like good for a gag. Um, so yeah, I've just never been into those movies. And then when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. This looks really this good. This looks all right. This looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's really good. Two words for you. Taika... What did oh what did he? I was so excited that he was given the chance to direct this movie, and I was not disappointed one bit. Mm -hmm. I really like his work a lot. I really like Fly the Concords. I really love what we do in the shadows. I've not seen Boy yet, actually. I I need to do that. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People is a beautiful, hilarious, wonderful movie uh, that I would recommend anybody see. and I, so I was really, really excited going into this to see what he would do with this huge budget, you know, m- yeah, at the helm of the Marvel machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was excited and f- from all the trailers and all the like pre-release stuff that they put out. It seemed like his flair really shines going to be represented and it totally was all the way throughout this movie. Yeah. I've only seen what we do in the shadows, um, which I do think still probably paints like a good color of what like his humor and style if, is if you've seen any flight of the concords not that I've he's seen... directly responsible for that i think jermaine clement um are and, the main guys yeah, brett um yeah. have brett what is the last name hmm. that'll come to me later hopefully um they have a lot to do with that show as well but taika watiti definitely directed some of that show um if not had more of a hand in writing some of it as well i'm not entirely positive on that either but um he definitely has like a very telltale sense of humor like it's yeah. it's like it's a very trademark sense of humor it's very recognizable it's very quirky it's very it is it is like distinctly new zealand in a way um yeah. that especially like that accent is so specifically new zealand and it's like a kind of like 
it's like a twist on dry humor. It's like it's like you know British humor, but even a little bit more quirky. I think more quirky because it's not more dry. It's it's, it's almost, not more dry. It's a little bit more. No, like, it's a little more colorful. Yeah, actually, if I anything, think. it's like it's like subdued slapstick, or like a little a bit. muted yeah, slapstick. A little you know? bit. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure. Um, and I think that is like the biggest takeaway that I have from this movie. It's so funny. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. It's wonderful. It's hilarious. And it's, like I I like leaned over to and, and like once the the opening of the movie happened and then we got kind of the big opening title card. I was like, it's already the best Thor movie. Yeah, I and mean, like, already you know like I, I don't think that was a very high bar. Um, no. I so if you you want me to step back and talk a little please, bit about my please. Thor history, I thought the first one was okay. At that point, I, I wasn't like crazy about really any of the Marvel movies. Like I think that was yeah phase one of Marvel. You know, Iron Man obviously yeah. broke a long history of, of not great superhero movies, especially in Marvel's case. But um, I would say Phase 2 is, is really when I was turned off from Marvel for a while. Phase 2 was rocky, for yeah. sure. Um, um, it wasn't until Civil War that I, I honestly got back in. Maybe also my, my ego flew away a little bit as well. Yeah, I was, you I was able, on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was able yeah. to just enjoy shit for once. Um, it's hard to just enjoy shit sometimes. It is. Well, especially when you're, like, young. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Learning about um, movies. Definitely. But I, it, I went a long time without seeing the Thor The Dark World. Like, it had, I didn't see it until probably a couple years until it was actually out. Oh, yeah. Um, I barely remember that movie. But when I out. did see it, I remember thinking, like, oh, this is better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't blow me away by any any uh, stretch of the imagination. But right. it totally was better than I thought it would be. Which is kind of what I had heard as well. I was like, no, give it a chance. It's, like, actually yeah. fairly decent. And it, it does explain a little bit of other stuff that's going on although as you just said going really when i try to turn back the i remember clock, there's like remember a vortex or like a, a wormhole or a black hole and that's all i got Ooh, it's hurting my brain to even what happened in that loki was bad tricking people he's being a trickster a little tricky boy uh yeah no not a lot comes to mind no. when i try to think of that movie but I'm gonna remember this one, for sure. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, this movie rocks. It was very, it's very so good. good. And like, um, there's definitely some. I have some criticisms on the flick for sure, uh, but for the most part, it's like a lot of fun. You know, I, I think, think the only thing to stack it up against is like, uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy two this year, but uh-huh. also like the Guardian Galaxy as like a, as an arm of the Marvel or the MCU. Uh, I think. Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy share a pretty big, very colorful Venn diagram. There's a lot of Guardians you know. of the Galaxy DNA in this movie. I would say probably the first Guardians of the Galaxy had a pretty big influence on the direction that this movie went. Yeah. Um, because it is more the interplanetary kind of thing. When they go on the the, the junk planet, which a lot of the movie takes place, mm-hmm. and what you see in the trailers, yes. um, it is so like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. It's a little bit it's a little bit smaller cuz they don't go to too many places. They really only go to you've got Earth a little bit, you've got Asgard bit. and you've got the junk planet. Yeah. Um that's, pretty, that's much, pretty much That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And I guess we should say no spoilers for Yeah, we'll go for a uh, we'll wrap for a bit longer before yeah. we dive into spoilers. Um I've got some more spoiler-free impressions. impressions. Yeah. Um but I, it's really bright. It's really c- colorful. Mm-hmm. It has a great sense of humor. It does action in a way that I think is fun. Maybe never ever really like super high stakes action. 
Like it did. I, I don't know because I I was thinking about this during the movie too. I feel like for a while I was just like I feel like the stakes aren't too high. And I was like, well, actually, the stakes are like the highest for for Thor that they've been like ever. Because like, I mean, technically, as far as like a story perspective goes, yeah. yeah, it's high stakes. But the action is playful in a way that it never really oh, feels yeah, like anybody's sure. actually in in any grave danger. It's just. Mm-hmm. They're having fun with it. They're embracing the absurdity of the yeah. Thunder God and like the Thunder God interacting on like an alien planet with like, and that's we've talked about this a little bit before. I think in the past in regards to Marvel, there's kind of a it's it, it's com- I think we talked about this with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You're combining gods more or less with aliens and yeah. Thor and Asgard exist have like their own place in the Marvel like universe specifically mm-hmm. but it is a place technically it's less a, so yeah. than like than an actual you know spiritual place which i think it's you know when you cross over between like marvel history and kind of folklore like mm-hmm. that kind of uh viking sort of yeah. uh mythology um it gets kind of weird. In it there, gets weird, but... but I always like that. I always kind of retained, and I think that they've done a good job, especially now that the we kind of have the. I think we've talked about it before as the kind of like pillars of protection in the Marvel universe. Right. There's the uh, interdimensional, which is where Doctor Strange kind of takes care of things. Sure. You have intergalactic, where your guardians of the galaxy, and then your you know Asgard. Though familiar to us as humans is a is an alien planet with its own customs and its own culture there. Right. And then, you know, on Earth you have your Avengers and then in the and specifically New York City you have uh the what's the uh Luke Cage? The I Avengers. thought you were gonna say Spider Man. I guess Spider Man too. He's kind of the he's in between right now. Right. He never really fucks yeah. with Daredevil though. Right. No, he's never fucked Daredevil. He's never had sex with Daredevil. Once. Um there's probably some some fan fiction out there yeah actually i want to plug my fan fiction oh about, uh miles morales i uh, haven't finished your screenplay yet is there a turn in there somewhere oh that... it gets very sexy okay it gets, it gets steamy, very huh? hot and steamy. interesting interesting oh, yeah. okay well maybe i'll i'll uh i'll be taking notes on it yeah yeah maybe i'll have some notes for you on mm. it it's erotic. anyway so th- that movie was um i liked it yeah it's hard to say anything else besides like besides getting into like the nitty-gritty of it um, besides just being like, I just really enjoyed the flick. Like, it's just a ton of fun. I mean, know? I think from, um, an acting perspective, there were a lot of really fun roles yeah. in there and everybody was... I think Chris Hemsworth is, and you see this a lot in these phase, phase three movies. These guys are just owning these Marvel characters, oh, yeah. you know? They have fully come into their own yeah. in these roles. Um, and Chris Hemsworth is just having a blast. You oh, can yeah, tell. you could tell. That Tom Hiddleston totally also having a blast. Yep. The two of them interacting with each other. It's a ton of fun. Which was one of the better parts, I think, of the Avengers and also Thor Dark World. Yeah, everyone loves Loki. He has so much charisma. He really does. And he's that. a great villain because he is a villain Villain for the most part. Like, he is tricking everybody at yeah. pretty much every turn. But you want to like him because he's so charismatic. And he, like flip sides and he's kind of like a wild card in a way especially in these later movies where he he's not so much just like a big bad like he may have been in uh the first avengers movie uh-huh. you know or even the earlier thor movies so what did you think of the two i would say main new antagonists in this so movie? was it hera hella hella yeah she's and, from california uh 
Oh, and then uh, what's his face? Uh, what's his face? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Grandmaster. Uh, you better Jeff get this Goldblum. name. Okay, I'm glad I didn't have to remind you. No, of I'm sorry. Jeff of Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum's name. Well, I think we have a lot to say about Jeff Goldblum, so I'm going to just save it for a minute. Um, but Hell is cool. Uh, you know, Marvel always has a prob- has has a consistent problem with villains of having kind of like villains that matter and uh, make you hate them. Or a lot not of just times kind of they're like, very one-dimensional. Yeah, and like once they're gone, they're like the Baron in Civil War is like just the lamest yeah, bad guy. Yeah, I think know? his role is, is less being the real bad guy and more so just kind of setting up the dominoes to fall on each other and the yeah. actual like conflict between the Avengers is really the antagonist. He, does, there. he serves a purpose for sure. He does. Like, and he I, is, but he as a thing, he's not that interesting. No. I barely remember his face. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have a cool mask. Or whatever but Kate Blanchett in this role was also really seemed like she was having a good time. Charismatic. Um, yeah. you know, she is up there with Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers. As I like was really cool. Green ladies. <laughs> there was a moment during the movie. It's like the same, but when she's I like, way better at it. I looked at you and I was about to say, this is giving me super Rita Repulsa vibes, yeah. but I stopped myself midway saying it. Cause I was like, I'm just going to save this for the podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's only because the, the Rita kind of like, uh, Redux that we see in the newer movie is yeah yeah the new Power Rangers it's very similar oh, yeah. in aesthetic to Cape Blanchett and like kind of the the physicality is very similar as well mm-hmm. uh, I will say Hela is is more interesting um, I do think Definitely. like you said uh, what is it Kate uh, Blanchett is having a great time uh, she's I, also funny like she has she her has own really great one liners yeah. and, and and gags in there as well um, everyone in this movie gets their their opportunity to be comedic it yeah. is first and foremost i think a very comedic funny movie and that's what you i think that's the thing is walking away from the movie you have to kind of put comedy first in this film and then yes. like and everything else is serviceable and it's good as well but it is a movie that i think is trying to tell a, a story and, and just have a good time absolutely um whereas the story has high stakes but i don't know how consequential it is in the grand scheme of things i mean maybe it is we'll, we can get into the there are definitely later. implications for the universe or yeah. the state of the universe at the end of this movie that are continuing to set up infinity war yeah i mean luckily we're not just like it doesn't feel like these movies are only servicing that point but uh yeah we'll see infinity war better be fucking good Dude, they've been building this shit up for so long that i it's really a lot it's a lot like come on we're almost, we're almost there, dude. Ugh, um, what do we got? How many movies do we have left until Infinity War? There's uh, Dark Black Panther. Black Panther, which looks fucking awesome. Does look good. There's a pretty good trailer for Black yeah, Panther. Very good trailer. Probably. I really liked it. Um, the Star last, Wars the takes last place Jedi, in, uh, yeah, The Last is, Jedi is in the happening. MCU. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we immediately both went to that joke. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, an Infinity Storm in Luke Sky. Uh, yeah, it's lightsaber. in the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, is that it? No. I mean, the first Infinity War Part One does come out next year. But is I there guess, another Marvel movie coming out? Because Black Panther comes out in like what February, right? It's early next year. Yeah. yeah, it might just be they might just be kind of like clearing out the the plane for them. Because no, there must be another. It, we're not getting Spider Man Two until after Infinity War, until after both parts of Infinity War. I know that. Okay. Um, they're not going to do any of these other side stories in between the two Infinity War movies, really? right? I guess not. And this is a two-parter movie that comes out like back to back, right? To my knowledge, isn't it two years? Two years separating them. 
No, no, no. I mean, Infinity War part. That's one, what I mean. One year, next yeah. year, and part two. That's what Is I that imagine. Correct? I think so. Hmm. Might have to fact check that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I... They have done a really good job with all of the. There has not been a bad Marvel movie in a while, and I think they're only. No, getting I think I think Phase Three is pretty spotless. They're, to be honest, they're doing quite well. I mean, maybe Doctor Strange was was solid, but not not the, Doctor, the greatest. Doctor Strange only I think like has some weaknesses because of it. Being an origin story yes. and us having origin story fatigue as an audience yes. and as people who consume these movies, yes. all of them, you know. Yes. So like we're gonna feel that more than others, you know. Like uh, other people, like my girlfriend likes these movies, but she's not super into Marvel like we are, you know. Or maybe even like as critical on them, and she loves Doctor Strange, thinks that movie's great. Um, I'm sure she's not alone, and there's a lot to like about that movie. But it's it's just the origin story it's aspect. Colorful of it. as fuck. And is, great martial arts, and like yeah. they do a great job whitewashing half the characters, and yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> that's a tired conversation. I'm I'm not willing to go yeah, into. I just like making a goof. Yeah, of course, it's just a goof. But I uh, mean, my my only opinion on that, if we're gonna go back to Doctor Strange, is if you want to get a character that's gonna play that sort of old ancient monk role, there's no good. one better than Tilda Swinton, who in my book is barely a human being. Yeah, she's, 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 she's an alien. She is an alien from another planet. planet. I'm pretty sure we do. We, Much, we recorded a Doctor Strange podcast, right? I think that was you and me. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. we like. I'm it. pretty sure I made that same joke on yeah. that podcast. But anyway, that's besides Wait, the no, point. Doctor Strange, I think it was before we did. I don't fucking know. We're gonna have to check the tape. We're, we're, we're we recorded it up. so we can. But look. speaking of like actors who are from other planets, Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> Man, he is just a. You know, you know, I was thinking of a lot when we're watching this movie. Um, and like Jeff Goldblum specifically, I was thinking about um, John C. Riley in King Kong. Yes. Um, only in that movie, he's really kind of like the main saving grace of he characterization. Yes. Whereas Grandmaster um, Jeff Goldblum kind of just is another just colorful piece of the piece of the palette. Can we get? Everything. Is there any sort of um, knightlyhood adjacent? role that we can officially give to jeff goldblum i just so we i think can just calling him, him grandmaster, grandmaster you know goldblum. i want it to be official i want to be grandmaster jeff goldblum all the time from now on until this the rest of the time. i i will decree uh as in you as a co-host of hot takes okay. as a co-host of hot takes what do we have here? we do only have anything official i have like a, i have some swords uh oh here we go oh a lightsaber there we go just so you guys know, Jack, is, really Jack well has dropped my, my toy lightsaber that I have in my room okay. because I am an adult. And uh, here we go. All right. So let's uh, oh, hold on. get the rest of it out there. There you go. That's the sound of the saber. Yep. All right. So we will now knight the Jeff Goldblum in the power vested in us. Story Screen presents the two, ah! two co-hosts of the takes. Jeff Goldblum will now hereby only be referred to by us the Story Screen Presents everybody. Everyone has to do that. Even Bernadette, boys. Mike Burge, Stamper, all You're you guys. All you all have to do this. We had to make you do it too. Every time. Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. If you were referring to Jeff Goldblum, even in his previous movies, Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. And this if, will be respected. If not, that's illegal. Yeah, I don't want to, you know. Ready? So it is written. It is written. And it is done. Should we cut our hands? Uh, maybe Wait, let's make a blood, blood, blood plaque. Blood plaque. 
a blood or we could pour out our, our beers on the floor too uh, I don't want to do that either I think we the lights everything was good and the screaming yeah that was good too cool. um, so Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum Grandmaster so, Jeff Goldblum was so good he that was a perfect role for Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum I, mm-hmm. he, so I don't know how much you know about the role of Grandmaster in within the Marvel Universe I know that he's related to the Collector which is Benicio del Toro's yes. character he in is Guardians, sort of a cousin or something. Are they a part of the same race, right? So they're they're effectively elder gods. Okay, they're the same as Ego. Oh, I believe maybe a step down on the whole pantheon. Similar of though, in like alien gods, humanoid, extraterrestrial god. Very, being. very ancient. I mean, he yeah. says at some point. I, small, small spoiler here. He says, "I." would technically be millions of years old but here it's like yeah but still he is um he is sort of a cosmic deity in his own regard but i guess so is thor practically everybody is in their own right but he is some sort of cosmic force let's say right um and he has become sort of this protector of this junk planet where all the kind of unwanted discarded so the, it's the like universe. the home of lost toys. Basically. It's a very convenient plot device to get everybody who has disappeared or like is kind of in between subspace to all wind up in the same place. For sure. We'll maybe probably talk more specifically about that later. But yeah. But that said, he is perfect for. He's the, so good, and he's not. He's just being so Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. He is high time. Is, this is the the he's peak form that. of Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. But it's like how John C. Riley is. He's being this character in the in King Kong, but mm-hmm. he's also just like just being like one hundred percent John C. Riley too. Like he's oh, yeah. like really just doing his own thing, and like I think just like kind of like really flexing kind of like his character acting muscles too. Yeah, and, and and Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum has done a lot more recently of that sort of absurdist character work with some of his Portlandia stuff, Tim those Eric, various, the Tim and Eric yeah. stuff. Like he's really leaned into that kind of absurd weirdness, mm-hmm. and this is that put in into a character that that can really flourish. Oh yeah, um, but it can also dial it back a little bit. And be more of a fully fleshed, like as he's, weird he's as not, that character is, he's he still not is Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum man group. Yes, or Grandmaster Chef Goldblum, Chef Goldblum, um, or mm. the Not Guy from Portlandia. He yeah. is more of a real character, but he still has maintains that level of absurdity, and especially being directed by T- Taika Waititi, which is a perfect, I think, directorial that match is a, for. A more perfect union has never been. Because you know, Taika Waititi was was just like, if there's any time, you know, Grandmaster Jeff the Goldblum. Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. He's like, can you just be, um, just more like yourself? Almost pretend that you're not playing a character and you're just being you, doing this movie. And and Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum would be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was in a movie at all. Actually, the shackles are off. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, 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 the shackles are <laughs> off. <laughs> He is he is great and like it's funny because I don't even like think of him as a villain because he's just so he's not the best. No, he's a bad guy. I get you he's know, a bad dude with bad intention and has prisoners who have jobs. That maybe we'll talk more about that line <laughs> later after spoilers. But holy shit, um, he he yeah okay yeah. so he's not he is for all intents and purposes a dictator. Yes, but I would not. 
don't know. He's just so charming. Yeah. I mean, they go to this, like, it's cool because you're coming from this, you know, Norwegian, you know, Thor storyline. And then you kind of have this, like, little bit of, like, Roman Empire junk Nordic, planet Nordic thing. mythology. Yes. That's what I was trying to say before, but couldn't find the right That is words. correct. Yes. You're right. I also cannot find the word. But, uh, and it's kind of cool, just like, it's just everything about the movie is so great and colorful and, and structurally very sound. I'm very charmed by this movie. I definitely want to see it again. I yeah. really, really, really liked it a lot. It's fun. It's like, I left it the same way I, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where I was just like, I could just walk back into the theater and watch that fucking movie again. Yeah. It's been it's a lot of fun. It's been a very good year. For movies. For movies. In it's general, been a really movie. horrible dumpster fire of a year otherwise. Uh, yeah. But movies... Well, also video games. Movies, video games, music. TV, music. Yeah. All the art. It's almost like there's a lot of turmoil in the world, and artists are mm. able to get that shit out with some very good stuff. Good creative work. Makes us escape and feel better. A lot of good escapism yes. this year. Yeah. And this movie certainly filled that role. It just made me feel good. Also made me feel good. It was just... There was no... There was not a lot of malice in there, and I think that's kind of what I was getting at before with... Um, the lack of a uh, uh, sort of present danger when it came to the action scenes, um, yeah. where it, you know, there are uh, okay. So directly in the trailer, right? Like, yes. We can talk about this right now. I think because this was in all the trailers, pretty much. They're building up this fight between Thor and, and another, yeah, another, yeah. another champion. There's obviously like this gladiator kind of situation going on, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be this big, like you know, big fight. And then it just turns out to be Hulk, and it's immediately a punchline, right? So like, yeah, there's never that much. The fight is actual... fun and it's choreographed well and it looks cool. Yeah, but, but like, there's no there. Is, like when you want to talk about like low stakes, it's like there's no. That fight almost is so inconsequential. You right. Know? It looks great. And but... I think that's that's the sort of the core of this movie is it it's even with um Hella taking over Asgard and and the the thought of Hella, you know, totally uprooting everything that there is in Asgard and taking all that shit over, like the movie's just still fun. It never feels dire, it doesn't feel Yeah, I mean bleak. like it's it, a it's a movie about like the you know, the impending, like, apocalypse and or, like, usurping of the throne of this, like, planet. I mean, but, Ragnarok uh, is the name for the apocalypse right. in Norse mythology. So, it that's what the movie... So, like, you know, that's what I mean by, like, the stakes are, in terms of a Thor movie, you know, Asgard's on the line. It's yeah. the highest they've ever been. But, like, you just are too busy having a good time to mm-hmm. ever kind of even worry about it. Which is fine. Which I think is fine. Um, Because the movie's trying to do that. Like, that's the film's objective, Mm -hmm. and it's executing it very well. So you don't need to, like, have a serious... You just don't need the movie to be serious. Because that's when Thor... That's when Thor's at his worst, is when he's, like... Super uh, serious. Like, super serious and not being funny. And, like, you can't take a character like that seriously. That's just the thing. That was kind of one of the weaker parts of the first two Thor movies because he has some some gags when he when he arrives to earth though he is a deity he sees himself very highly and he is pompous and he is arrogant and and he's not having fun and he you know your highness kind of thing and over the course of the Marvel movies he has become more human and lightened up a little bit and, and and had more of that comedic relief injected into his character which was the best parts of 
even those first two movies is mm-hmm. his interactions with Natalie the fish Portman. out of water you exactly know, him yeah. being like I want another beer and he just smashes it on the ground exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, those are that, fun that's a really fun aspect of his character and I think in Ragnarok they really lean into that aspect of his character and fully embrace it you know the the opening of the movie is him like self narrating this yeah situation. almost like a breakfast club oh or how, like, yeah, I how did I get myself in this mess I bet you're wondering how I got here yeah. and it's just from then on it's all just a fun ride mm. yeah. yeah I agree yeah uh, are you ready to get into some specifics yeah I'm ready to get into some, right. some specifics yeah let's get into take, some take plot us out, details um, I'll take a quick break for mm-hmm. an ad mm-hmm. okay um. We're going to do a quick ad, a little musical interjection here, and be right back with the spoiler cast portion. Spoilers. Ah! Hey, listeners. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Story Screen Presents Hot Takes. Uh, I just want to take a quick second here to tell you about some of the other superhero stuff that we got going on on StoryScreenBeacon.com. What do we got? We got pretty much a podcast. We have a hot take for just about all the Marvel movies that came out this year. So we've got one for Spider-Man. We've got one for Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess that's it for this year. But we also have this one now, which you're already listening to. So thanks again for that. Um, We also have some articles on the site about superheroes. Robbie wrote a great deep dive into the Spider-Man movies. Uh, it was an exhaustive look. It barely, it practically killed him, I think, in some ways. But he did it for you. He went back and watched Spider-Man three. Yikes! Um, what else? We also have some Batman stuff going on on the website right now. We are taking a series retrospective look at the entire Batman film franchise. We're currently. Through the Dark Knight Rises, which I think is uh, still to be posted. It's forthcoming, so keep an eye out for that. But all the way back to the original two Tim Burton movies, we have a podcast for each of the Batman movies. And it's been quite a ride, and pretty soon we're coming up on Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. So check those podcasts out if you're into superhero stuff, which I'm assuming you probably are if you're listening to this um and i think we're gonna get back to the episode now we're gonna talk about some spoilers so stick around make an ice joke ice ice to meet you great Uh and we're back with some spoilers on (laughs) thor ragnarok spoilers okay so thor doesn't die Thor does not die. We keep kept thinking he's gonna die. They're gonna keep him around for uh, Infinity War. I hate at the end of each of these movies because they did it during Spider Man too. They're like, and Thor will be back. I just want to be like, yeah, no shit. We know. Yeah, you've been doing this for like ten fucking years. Yeah, we know that you're gonna do that. Who in the audience is just like, oh man, I thought they were. I thought they were done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought they were oh. not gonna bring him back anymore. Is this the last Thor movie? Fuck. There were two stingers at the end of the movie, but maybe, you know, maybe it was call it a day. Who can say? Maybe all of Asgard live in that weird ship and be nomads like that one culture in um, Mass Effect. Barring any harassment accusations, uh, Uh, Thor will be back. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry. You can spoil Kevin Kevin Spacey. Uh, It didn't work for him, did it? Oh, stop. We live Um, in a terrifying time. 
Uh, you want to talk about that joke really quick before we even go oh anywhere else? Like the line in that movie, though, it's, we were both just like, is, holy we were fuck. Like, that is, it's a good line. They it's went savage. It's oh, savage. my gosh. So, uh, Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum is walking down a hallway. hallway. Uh, there's an uprising happening on the junk planet. And he has this... Uh, we'll come back to this plot-wise as we yeah, talk about this more. But. but he has this like assistant woman. Um, who is played I don't know her name off the top of my head but she is a Taika Waititi um, regular regular um, keep keep telling the story and so they're walking down this hallway and she's just like she's like uh, oh the slaves are escaping or like we have to like like keep the slaves like back in or something like that and he and, and Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum's like Oh, oh, oh Ooh, no! Uh, oh, can you please cool it with that? No, word. no, I hate the S word. You know, I hate the S word. She's just like, I'm sorry. The prisoners with jobs, and we were just like, we're just holy like, oh my shit! God. Um, Rachel House is her name. Rachel House. Okay. Yeah, she was in. She's great in that movie. She too. is great. She is. Um, she was in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People as okay. well, and she played. She her role was really good. Um, mm. that was a good line. <laughs> Few great cameos there in was, the movie. Oh, the oh cameos were so good. Who who was Loki in the beginning of the movie? Um, Matt that fucking Damon. Matt Damon. That was hilarious. So Thor goes back to uh, he, Asgard, he, and he makes it back to he in the beginning of the movie. If we want to just like really quickly, sum just kind of do on. it. Yeah, beginning of the movie, he is. Captured trapped. by the He's Balrog. Captured. Yeah, pretty much looks like the Balrog. <laughs> um, I forget. The actual name of the uh, demon thing, but some kind of fire demon that has a crown on its head. Basically, looking around hell. Uh, check check like offs, check offs, uh, check offs, demon crown. skull. Yeah, demon uh, skull. Throne, yeah, throne. <laughs> um, and is plotting to cause Ragnarok, which is the destruction of Asgard. Thor pretty easily disposes of him, goes yeah. back to Asgard. That fight scene's also the opening of the movie. I just want to say is so good. It's very. good. I love the first like ten minute cold open of that movie. Yep, it is very good. It's very fun. Um, I, you know, like I was saying before, uh, this, the spoiler bit, like it op- cold open with Thor just chained up saying, I bet you wonder how I got here. And it really does like establish the tone for the rest of the movie. Like, yes. This is absolutely. going to be a tongue in cheek movie strap in. We're going to have fun here today. Yeah. You're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pretty much disposes of that guy pretty easily. Yeah. Grabs the crown, brings it back to Asgard to find Loki. Who has been in control of Asgard for a while now? Because that happened at the end of, um, was that the Dark World? Was that that I happened? Really have or was no it one idea. of the other? Anyway, Loki basically banished Odin to Earth. Yeah, and took over in his place and was disguised as Odin on. But didn't Thor Asgard. think Loki was dead? He thought Loki was dead. Okay. Yeah, right. But he pretty quickly saw through. I mean, he saw a giant Loki statue erected right in the middle of the square of Asgard, so he knew, like, that probably wasn't um, uh, Odin there. Right. Played by Anthony Hopkins, who is just, Just, you know. I mean, I think they they kind of under... do no wrong at that point. They kind of underutilized Anthony Hopkins in the previous roles, but especially Anthony Hopkins playing Tom Hiddleston as Loki, like... Kills doing it. that role Kills was very it. fun. Well, I really just like the because so Thor stumbles upon uh, fake o- Odin. Loki disguises Odin watching a play 
a dramatic reenactment of Loki's of death. Loki's death. And like, so Matt Damon is playing Loki. Yeah. In this play, and then uh, I don't know who's playing. I don't know who is playing. But Thor. he looks I exactly like him. He it's does look very, funny. very. It might have been just another uh, Hemsworth. I'm not actually sure. Really? Do they all look the same? They pretty much all look the that same. Is, I believe. Yeah. That. But uh, and you know, this kind of sets up the the meta commentary of the film in general. Gets kind of like established right here. Oh yeah. Of having these characters watch a play about. This event happening the other and movies. How super meta, super melodramatic the whole thing is. Oh yeah, and um, it's just it's just so funny. But I love, I really love the beginning of the movie. Um, and it, I like everything about the movie. But like the back to back like scenes like this, and like you know, Thor comes home, and it's just like it's so when it's good. when it's self aware enough to have a Matt Damon cameo. As you know it's Tom Hiddleston, that is hilarious. Oh yeah, not, and that's not to mention Sam Neill, who's playing Odin in the background. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who Sam Neill also actually is a Watiti alum. He was also in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh okay, yeah. Cool. He was a great. I think he actually. I don't know if he's actually a New Zealand native, but he's definitely spent time in New Zealand. He's an um, honorary New Zealander. Yeah, I I looked this up when I saw Hunt for the Wilder People because I was like, wait, Sam Neill did a pretty good New Zealand accent there. I wonder if he has any sort of... And I think he has some relation. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was funny to see him in that role as well. But yeah, so Thor shows up and sees Odin and, and Anthony Hopkins asked him, Tom Hiddleston playing Loki is just like, oh shit. Well, was what's that one line? He's like, so, so you're going to so head back to Earth soon? Mm-hmm. And like I remember thinking, this seems so weird. I'm like, it's, he sounds like a like a dad who's just trying to sound cool. Did you not remember that was Loki disguised as Odin? Yeah, I really had no idea. Oh, so okay. when he's acting all weird, I was just like, sums up. And like I kind of forgot <laughs> okay. like what the spectrum of Loki powers are, but I knew I yeah. was like, something's he's, weird. He's the trickster god. He is the trickster god. When, basically, when Thor's just like, I'm going to let my hammer hit you in the face, I was like, well, he's not going to. That's up. probably not his dad. It's probably not Papa. That's probably not. I also know Odin. Odin's a little bit of a trickster, because I've been watching American Gods. I know Odin's. Yes. Yeah, the version of Odin I also most familiar with is kind of a dick. Kind of, uh, yeah, kind, kind of, of a manipulator. Dude. Yeah, but yeah. even in this film, he is kind of known to be a manipulator. He sort of pulled well. over a big one over everybody's eyes. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and it's cool how it plays with that, too. Yeah, um, it's, you know, anytime these more kind of theor- serious themes are introduced into the movie, I feel like they don't explore them as much as they as they could, only because they're trying to keep kind of the humor and the pacing going. Yep. Um, but I think they do a good job of kind of establishing... I just think that Loki and Thor don't deal with it emotionally in maybe a way we'd like to see. They don't ever really get the chance. No, they don't. Um, and it's kind of a big deal where it's like, you know, literally Asgard is kind of built on like the malice destruction of the old kind of order with right. Hela and Odin. I can't get over that her name is Hela. Like, yeah, she's hella fresh. She's so hella fresh. She's hella fresh. Hello fresh. Yeah. Um, sponsor of this podcast. Uh, so <laughs> no, Blue Apron is. No, nah, no, well, no one is. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Sunbasket. I don't uh, know. We can get one of the underdogs. If you type in uh, store screen into the offer code, you get a discount on Blue Apron. Don't that won't work. No, don't do that. Um, no. But maybe write them and tell them to sponsor us. That would be cool. Anyway, um, before we get there, I want to talk about the other yeah. cameo, big cameo in this movie, um, where they go. So Loki has locked up Odin 
on Earth because yeah. Thor pretty much immediately is like, okay, where the fuck is Dad? Like, right. dude, come on, stop screwing around. And he's on Midgar. Midgar is Earth. Earth, right? Yeah. Okay. So they there's a pretty good scene where they just show up in New York City. So I actually think this is one of the weaker parts of the movie. The Doctor Strange. Oh, you didn't like that? I thought it was okay. Oh man, I thought it was okay. I think it was okay. So I forgot that Doctor Strange takes place in New York City, or his house is in New York City, or whatever. Yeah, that's where Beckett teleported. Street or Bleckett Street. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, the Bleecker Street. Bleecker. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. Um, and they start playing that like music when they get to the door, like yeah. like because Loki just disappears in a portal, um, and then they get to the door, and I was like. What is this like Sherlock Holmesy music they're playing? And then mm-hmm. it's Doctor Strange. I was like, oh right, yeah, that guy, uh, that guy, also Sherlock Holmes, pretty much. Uh, I mean, yeah, literally. yes, yes, <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say I hated the scene. I just think it was like a weaker. It was it, it, the, when they do the the Marvel cameos or like these Marvel connected tissues uh-huh. things. They never hit as well with me okay personally i don't want to because i do think listen there's some funny bits in there there's like, some him great always teleporting yeah and like thor just being like i just wish you would stop doing that and then when loki shows up again he's like i've been falling for half an hour <laughs> like, yeah. this is so funny and then and again like um uh what's his name uh ben and cumberbatch as dr strange He's such a good Doctor Strange. Yeah, I guess. I still don't like the fake American accent that he puts on, but that's I, just, I hate his little mustache. Uh, he just seems Rogue like he'd be the most annoying person to hang out with, like, because he's constantly just, like, ch- like teleporting everything around oh, yeah. and flipping everything around and knocking Thor well, that's off that's why he just has his, uh, his, his buddy with him. That's right. his face. What? He has Thor, or uh, not Thor. Doctor Strange always has his friend, his, like, monk friend, who lives with him. I always forget his name. Watson? He's basically Watson, but he's like a he's like Watson from like the the temple where he got trained. Oh right, yeah. He's like the li- he's a librarian yeah, in that the guy. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ends up being in. It's actually kind of in Doctor Strange proper in the comic books. It's like a weird problematic like man servant kind of uh, relationship. Okay. They make okay. it a little bit better in the in the movie. A prisoner with a job. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh-huh. I mean, isn't that Alfred too? Uh-huh. A little bit. No, Alfred no, no. can go to Italy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can, yeah, he can take whatever, vacations. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, I, I I thought that whole bit. I thought it was some pretty good. It's a good guys. bit. It's and a good the, bit. The bit where he he calls his hammer back, yeah, and it's just flying through the house and like breaking glass for everything. a while, and that was pretty good. I, I really yeah. I don't want to nitpick on the scene too hard. I just think sometimes it doesn't always drive with me. But even now talking about it, I do really like a lot of stuff in there, like how his hammer's disguised as an umbrella. It's, it's so fucking it's silly. silly. Or even like um when Loki. <laughs> He's like Loki says something about being a witch, and Thor's like, "Why are you dressed as one?" Because Loki's wearing this just like oh crazy, very Loki though, very Loki. Super, I mean, that's why he's wearing it. He looks. They both look good. They as, both look good as, as normies. Yeah, yeah, Midgar normies. Yeah, yeah, they look good. Um, but so then, pretty much directly from then, they go into the scene with actual Odin. Yeah, actual Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. who also does a good job in that role, like playing himself, really. playing kind of like uh, disassociated kind of. Retired. Retired uh, on the cusp of turning into dust. He's, he's been hanging out in Norway for a while. Yeah, he's like, just yeah, chilling. yeah, Midgar's cool, but I'm going to turn into gold dust and die. Or something. I, always, I thought that was a little weird, because I wasn't expecting him just to be like, it's my time to die. Yeah, well... And then he just, <laughs> he I, I, just I, turns to dust. I can see your criticism before where that bit is actually a little bit rushed, because you have the two sons of Odin standing there as he perishes, kind of giving him, them this warning that 
oh, by the way, you have a sister, A, that you didn't know about. My existence keeps her at bay. Right, exactly. And B, she's going to come fuck shit up the second I croak. It's so, very fast. Very, it's like, very fast. He turns into gold dust and floats away. And then they she just comes through the portal to, like, have to a like... sniffle in yeah. grievance before she rolls in with her green magic powers. Yeah. And again, and this might come up a few times where I don't know if I agree with that, like pacing story wise, but I do agree with the pacing to keep the fun happening. Yeah, and to keep it just just keep the movie moving. I mean, which they have to do. The humor you know? is very snappy, and you have to keep. Right. I mean, the movie moves. Comedy is all about pacing. It's all about like you know the rhythm of jokes. So, but, and I think this movie has a good cadence. I think so too. It moves along at a good clip, and it, it never really drags too much. Mm-hmm. Even the scenes, maybe we'll get to it later. But the, there's the short scenes with Idris Elba as. Um, Forget his name. I have no idea what his character's uh, name kind is. Kind of the gatekeeper of the cosmic bridge thing. He's Mike the, would he's, know all this off the top of his head, but that's, that's why we don't have him on. Anyway, we don't have three hours yeah, for him to exactly. explain the comic books to us. When they cut to his you, his side story and he's trying to funnel people out of of Asgard, yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, can we get back to the funny bits here? That's what, yeah, and I I totally agree. Uh, that's like that's why even like the Odin death and like Hela showing up is just like. It's just like what, Whoa, yeah, yeah. But, so but the thing is, like, this is the inciting incident of the movie, basically. Yeah, you know, like this is like what is this is what the movie's about. And I don't actually know the runtime of this movie off the top of my head, but it, it definitely felt... was. I think it was like two and a half hours. Basically. Was it two and a half hours really? Well, because we got out like what nine thirty. It might be closer to the end of like just two hours. Uh, uh, two hours and ten minutes. Two hours and ten minutes. So it, for a Marvel movie, it's on the shorter side. And on the it, shorter side, it feels breezy. It has a good... When we were in, like, pretty much the last act of the movie, which I had a feeling that's where we were, um, I was just like, yeah, this is cool. I was like, this is all... It's all good pacing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, just like the... They they kind of... I think they just kind of power through the setup of the story really fast. Uh Uh-huh. Because Hello shows up, and then they... And then Loki's just like, take us back to the thing! And then... Which they shouldn't do, because now they all get teleported back to... They they Asgard. basically take her straight. To yeah, Asgard. and then she just fucking throws them out of the portal, and they both end up on the same weird junk planet. Right. It's all very happenstance, but again, like that's only because we're critically kind of combing through the movie. It's all very fun. Uh, so I just looked at. this up, by the way, while we're still on IMDb. Mm-hmm. It was Luke Hemsworth that played the other Thor. Really? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, call, I knew <laughs> he it. Did call it? Uh huh. Nice. Um, what the hell was Luke Hemsworth in? Is he anything? Dude, wow, he, he wow. looks exactly the same. Also, quite a lot like Chris Pine. He does look a little bit like Chris Pine. Oh, he was in fucking Westworld. Are you watching? You watch Stranger Things, right? I'm on episode three still. No spoilers, but uh-huh. the uh, the the redhead girl's brother, yes, looks like a cross between Chris Pine <laughs> and the weird brother in Get Out. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're yes, like they're yeah. like a weird, yeah, like he is, hybrid he is monster. A, <laughs> They've created the ultimate piece of shit, yes. like mullet. Um, yes, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, well, they they go back to Asgard, and then um, they pretty quickly. No, Hela goes, go, goes back to Asgard. Thor and Loki break out of the bridge. Well, they get thrown out. Basically. Yeah, yeah. What is that thing called? I don't oh, know. It's the bridge. It's just what takes them back to. They say it. Oh, uh, the Bifrost. That's it. Oh, that, oh, it's such a dumb fucking name. I didn't remember. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's based on comic books here. Let's remember. Yeah. This is the sound of me fart jerking off. 
Great, great visual audio gag you've created. We there did for literally me. did a lightsaber knighting of Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's a visual gag. Yeah, less stick jokes. So anyway, um, so they that is when they make it to the trash planet. Yeah, um, which which they, is they great. Name of that too. It has a name. It starts with an S. I do not know the name of it. Sarin, Sarah, uh, it's something like Sarek, that. Sir. Sierra, Sierra Nevada. How do I remember these details? We're not good. Well, that's why I then, now I can't make fun of Mike because it is a good reason that we have That man has a steel trap, let me tell you. Well, you know, when you have him and Jeremy as the IMDb folks. They are, you don't need to open up IMDb when they're in the room because they remember everyone's name. I just have bad short memory. I fall fall down all the time on my head. The worst. Yeah. I am the worst. Just always falling down. What were we talking about again? For Dark World? Oh, we're talking about Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I was just kidding right. so, with you. Um, so then joke. that's when they make it to yeah. the dumpster planet. Which is great. It is Everything great. about the dumpster planet is awesome. It's all great. It's all awesome. Uh, Taika Waititi's small role in there. Oh, um, him as, uh, I think it's Korg or something. Korg. 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 He's, he's Korg. He's basically just like this super CGI rock being. Who has a very who's very soft spoken and is yes. super nice <laughs> and he's doing that that uh, New Zealand accent yeah. that is just lovely to charming. listen to charming, charming and yeah. funny and I think the so thing good. is um, the cool thing about like Take a Watiti that I've noticed in this movie and in uh, what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. is that all the small roles in his movies are awesome mm-hmm. like all the characters who maybe just have one line of dialogue it's the best comedic point to enter into the plot yes like uh even like uh he becomes a main character in what we do in the shadows but like the kind of adoptive vampire that they kind of just like turn into a vampire uh-huh. like haphazardly just becomes a great kind of side character and then kind of maybe becomes like our main protagonist in and way. his roommates too and his also. roommates are they're all amazing oh, i can't kiss i can't kiss Stu. he's my mate i promise not to buy you yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny so yeah it's so good yeah but even in like when thor first lands on the planet and like these kind of like not Tuscan Raiders show up. Yes, <laughs> these Tuscan Raiders are you a fighter like, or speak. food, and uh, they're just awesome. And she's like, they, I don't know. They have just like some great lines, uh-huh. and they, you know they're just they're kind of like two bit characters, yeah. but they're awesome. No, she says if you if you want him, um, you have yeah, to they, go through. It's me. like we have him already. We've already got him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, who is that? What is her name? Oh, she's great. She the was Valkyrie. great too. She's Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yep. She's yeah. awesome. She's I don't know really good... what she's from, but she's great. Yeah, strong lead woman. Role. Really amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it sucks we still have to kind of be like, what a great female character to have in a Marvel movie. But she's a great female character to have in a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. They should just be I there. mean, she was a supporting I mean. character, but she did a great job supporting. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, she was kick-ass. Great arms. Holy crap, was she jacked. Strong lady. She's very strong. I really... And I like kind of, like, uh, her character being from these Valkyries and... Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of just, like, building this history of Asgard in a way so quickly and so subtly that mm-hmm. um, those are things that really interest me. It's like, oh, she's from, like, a lost sect of warriors that, like, are before Thor's time and he, like, grew up, like, admiring them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And now she's kind of, like, turned into a drunk who just works on the salvage yard to kind of find warriors to fight Hulk. Right, which ties in nicely with the Hela storyline also yes. because it was when they were trying to... 
Odin ordered them to take down Hela, mm. that all the other Valkyries were yeah, killed, she the only and she was the one. only survivor, and she was exiled or exiled herself. Probably she was basically just like fuck you, fuck Asgard, yeah, fuck Odin, yeah, yeah, and wound up on mm-hmm. on Trash Planet. She's a great. I think she's a great character, and she's just a ton of fun. Also, she's just another fun character. Yeah. she has great lines, and she has a lot of chemistry with everyone in the movie already, and especially with someone we have not talked about at all yet, Hulk. Hulk, great. So, okay, let me ask you this. The trailers, we obviously fucking know Hulk's going to be in the movie. Uh-huh. In the movie, they're, they're they're really setting it up without giving it to you. Yes. We don't live in the world where this could happen, but let me just throw it at you anyway. This thought crossed my mind. I know exactly what you're going to say. Would it have been awesome if this was a surprise? Absolutely. It would have been... All, like, people would have lost their fucking people minds. People would have been screaming in the oh theater, standing up. If they had us somehow kept just, it... The thing is... There's so much of the movie they could have shown that's the, not that. The thing though. is... Because the trailers are only the first, like, not even two-thirds of the movie. Yeah. But, like, the middle of the movie is the Hulk fight, and they, you know... So the thing is, if you had your ear to the ground anyway, the rumors that this movie was going to be somewhat of a planet... The closest that you'd get to a planet Hulk movie... movie. Yeah. ...were out there for a long time. Long before those first trailers came out. Yeah. Um... Was this even so that was kind of Planet Hulk, though. No, it was very it's, different. I mean, right? Planet Hulk is about Hulk sort of colonizing himself off of Earth yeah. because he doesn't fit on Earth. So it's like loosely based on that kind of stuff. So like, Hulk mm-hmm. in space is the touchstone for what's going on here. Right. So that was rumored long before the trailers came out. But that thought that the minute that they were building up to the reveal of like him bursting out of that door. That they've shown in just about every trailer. You know, it's just, it's not, out. it's just not, like, no one in the theater was like, yeah, well, it doesn't anything. land, and that joke doesn't land either, because people have been talking about that, oh, we work together, like, there have been articles written about We made the joke, we talked joke. about it on our uh, trailers podcast. Exactly. Attractions, like, you know, we just. And, yes, yeah, that would have like, been. Just, it's in the, the that hive mind. would have been amazing if they had to kept that under wraps i would have like held you i would have been like dude like it would be yes. crazy which as far as i know they did keep some of the other cameos under wraps like the uh matt damon thing oh yeah came. although matt damon i feel like sneaks into so many movies i didn't know he was in interstellar i didn't know no one i don't think anyone uh, yeah the, interstellar. The, matt damon is the only person he's in a Hollywood major part of that movie <laughs> who is able to keep a secret i'm pretty sure yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Seems like it, at least. Matt Damon must just walk around with, like, the black bag over his head most of the time so he can sneak on and off movie just, sets. Just like, oh, okay, you're going to be in Thor today. Um, but, uh, yeah, if they had kept that under wraps and that had been a big reveal, that would have been an awesome And moment. I wouldn't have brought it up if the movie itself wasn't trying to make it seem like a surprise. Otherwise, it would have been like, yeah, we're gonna, it, it, I wouldn't have thought about it this in this context. They, they really build it up throughout that first act. Yeah. Kind of that, that, like... The warrior, the warrior, the yeah, grandmaster's the, warrior. Yeah, like. his chosen warrior. Exactly. Is, and they show some, like, green kind of confetti and stuff being thrown up into and the that, air. And, but it's, it's, the it's, that's, like, that's still closer building, to... Building it. the tension of it. Yeah, and, like, it just, yeah. none of it lands, because we just already know. I mean, it's still fun. It's, it's a just, great... Listen, it's just been spoiled for In us. terms of, like, you know, I have a... I love good fight scenes. I love good fight choreography. Uh huh. Great fight scenes. Oh, it's great. Amazing fight scenes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're lacking the. Well, I know. I guess I. I guess that was uh, Thor and uh, Captain America, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object yeah. thing. 
these are kind of two unstoppable forces, really. Both are the are the fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Themselves Folk as. like fire. Yeah, yeah that we was like a good line small too. But that fire. also was in the trailers. I mean, yeah. a lot of all the Hulk, the thing is, a lot of the Hulk stuff is already in the trailers. The thing that's not in the trailers, which I think is the actual weakest part, or I don't want to say weak, the movie is really strong overall, but another gripe I have with the movie, have the Mark network. Ruffalo bits where he kind of turns back into Bruce Banner. Uh-huh. I just it's the whole time I just like just turn back into Hulk. You're not doing anything interesting, really. Because I don't like Bruce Banner being this kind of like, and I was I was struggling with this during the movie. So before I get torn like torn apart by not by you because you're a nice man, but the listener perhaps. Uh huh. The listeners at home like God damn it, God, 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 you are always you like bringing up this shit. Um, like I don't like seeing Bruce Banner be this kind of like nervous, confused kind of like bumbling character. Because I kind of like the assured, assuredness and kind of like, when he's Bruce Banner, his, his intellect is his strength. And that's what he yes. uses to, to win. That being said, I understand that having a character who's been mind-locked away behind the Hulk prison. For two years. For two years, coming back into the fold, being a little confused. Uh, not only that, but waking up on an alien planet. I get it. I just, the thing is like, contextually, yeah. it makes sense. And again comedy works with the pace of the movie i totally get it but if i had to be critical and i had to say something about it there's some great comedic bits in there with there's him, some great bits. especially that scene with him the valkyrie loki and uh and thor mm-hmm. in that room when they're kind of figuring out their plan for what they're gonna do it's funny he's just like what is going on and he's always like playing with this crotch because he's wearing tony stark that pants. was very funny so good it's like you trust me i play tony stark why'd you do that and he's like well you were naked and, he's okay, like that's a good point good point, good point. yeah also, when he turns Hulk again, he's wearing Tony Stark pants. They didn't oh just like God, change it to. Think I was, dude, I was just like, I was like, is his pants gonna be green? Is his pa- or purple? Is his pants gonna be purple? Is his pants gonna be purple? And no, they're just very, very ripped Stark pants. Huh. By the end of the movie. Good eye. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention. It was a weird thing. They did it for me because I'm like, I've <laughs> been like, they're green now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it was continuity's bad. So, what did you think of his role as the Hulk? His role as the Hulk, I think, is great because I think he's such a great foil to Thor. Right. Or maybe not even foil, but like um, a lot of people I saw like during the buzz of the movie and what you see in social media, people are saying like it's a Thor Hulk kind of buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. Um, no, absolutely not. And, no. If anything, and, and they, the thing is, like, it would be. I, I'm down with that movie. In the Whatever same that movie could have been, I'm down with. Yes. In yeah. the same way that we went into Spider-Man thinking, is this going to be Iron Man 4? And it very much was not. No. Uh, yeah. Not Iron Man was very much... Tony Stark was underplayed in Spider-Man, I think, to its strength. Yes. I think this movie also... it They really went heavy with the marketing with um, Hulk in this movie. But I think he was... It was just the right amount of Hulk. In yeah, this movie. and definitely. there's a lot of good gags between outs even outside of the the fight scene when they're there. There's a little bit of t- time in this movie where they're kind of roommates, and, and it's that's awesome. all great, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're like cell buddies, but they're both just like such good just fighters, so they just like chill. They're just chilling. I mean, and they're, like they're being treated pretty well. It's, it's the it's the longest like bit of dialogue that Hulk, not Bruce Banner, as a character has, and you kind of like really see the psychology of hulk versus bruce banner where right. he's just like earth doesn't like me well i'm just gonna fight the thing and he's not like he's not stupid he's just kind of simple he and he knows what he, wa- and he knows much. what he wants you know there was a moment during this when i was just like oh he's just kind of he's simple like he's he, just a simple dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like i um i just got to um 
I've been rewatching Arrested Development. Oh, and I finally, are you on season four? I just got to season three actually, and oh, just before we went to see Thor, mm-hmm. I watched for British Eyes Only, and they introduced they introduced the Charlize Theron yes uh, role on that, and I'm Simple. just kind of like, oh yeah, that's kind of Thor, or right, this that's kind of Hulk rather in yeah. this in this movie, like he's just sort of. He's just a simple, simple yeah. yeah. He's just a simple guy. Yeah, he, you know, um, all of Banner's intelligence turns into muscles, which is a funny, you know, it's a funny it's a foil great, to yeah. actual. But I agree with you. His actual intellect, like he mentions, I have seven PhDs. When he is, you Bruce never Banner. see him. And again, like if he, mm-hmm. it, the thing is, if we got a scene where all of a sudden, like Bruce Banner has a Jimmy Neutron brain blast and like does a whole bunch of science shit. Do I do you think that would have been any better? No. Probably if anything, not. it probably, probably would have slowed shit down. Felt a little forced. Exactly. Also. So I do think they I think what they did is the best they could have done with, but I just thought I just felt like it wasn't necessarily true to the characters, kinda of having Mark Ruffalo sure. proper be this kind of bumbling, confused guy contextually makes sense. But yeah. I just you know, it doesn't always like jive with me necessarily. Sure. But if nothing else, he did have opportunity to have some pretty good bits yeah i mean when he's flying the ship and stuff it's really good yeah when he jumps out of the ship he's like i'm gonna oh, turn man. to hulk <laughs> i knew he was gonna not turn to hulk on the way down uh, yeah, but obviously. just the show it's you it's so good but it's still <laughs> it's the sight still gag so is so funny. funny yeah it's hilarious oh man and that's the thing the movie like not a ton because like, we're almost done talking about the entire plot of the movie like pretty much almost, so it like moves. there's not it moves super fast and the thing is like it uh it just stays on kind of it just follows what's funny so there's not a lot of like plot happening they, they do get a lot of like what the plot mechanics are early in the movie so they just kind of have time to chill and like even if there's action high stakes happening it's it's really just like chilling though not a yeah. lot is there's not a lot of uh major changes of action happening mm-hmm. besides thor being like it's time to get off this place right how do we get off we have to go back to asgard and, and sort that out we have to figure this out yeah. i'm gonna put together our revengers the group. revengers that was also a very good funny line. bit yeah. yes it's a good bit Yes. Also, uh, Taika Waititi's rock characters and like, we're doing a revolution. <laughs> we're doing a revolution. You want to come with us? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he like they set that up in the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna have a rebellion. You want to? You want to come in with? On that? Yeah. And then they do that. We're again. gonna jump in this big ship. You want to yeah. come? It's all so basically. Anytime he speaks, I'm just like, yes, just give me that accent. Just do that I love it so much. Just do it all the time. No, which he's, is he's great. Which is also probably why I enjoy Hunt for the Wilder People so much because it's all New Zealand, so everybody's got that accent. Mm. It's just delightful. It is delightful. Is really the is really a good word for yeah. it. Yeah, but that same thing you know, again, like the. That's how the movie feels. It's just delightful. I think even um, during the final kind of big action scene, yeah. which I think in most Marvel movies is where things start to get a little dull because towards the climax, the, the third yeah. act of Marvel movies is always a big, even just Disney movies in general, like Star Wars does this as well. Like there's just a huge bombastic, crazy action scene yeah um, it works in some cases like i think in, in like rogue one where it kind of turns into this like heist that happens on like three planes of action yeah it works a little bit better but then yeah. in like in guardians of the galaxy one the last half of that movie where it's really just like blowy blowy uppy punching blue people in the face yeah it's just it's just boring you know it's not that interesting it, it usually just gets a little dull for me yeah. but i think and i was thinking about this directly as it was happening i think mm. They do a good job of maintaining that humor in there. And, and also, the action's so over the top. The action is great, but they're also dividing the action up. They they have all these sub-characters 
that they've introduced throughout the movie they each have their own role they're Mm -hmm. all playful in that way yeah you know you have the hulk fighting fenris yeah um you even have uh we haven't mentioned carl urban yeah his character's cool time his characters you know it's really minor but it's minor but he 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 does that character very serviceable where he's kind of like the betrayer who who kind of does it to survive and then ends up being a good guy by yes the end. he yeah. sacrifices himself in the end yeah so he, he buys his his i i acquired these from this Midgard is and troy from together, tex, tex ass tex ass yeah <laughs> there's a couple good like like kind of lewd like just slightly you know pg-13 lewd yeah humor. like the they devil, take it to the, the devil's, the devil's anus or the something. devil's anus yeah. yeah that's like the name of or the, the portal they have to go through when he's talking to when thor is talking to the rock guy um before his first fight and he's talking about his hammer. Oh, he's like, he's it like, pulls you it off? Sounds like you really had a, a, a very loving relationship with this hammer. And, and then it got taken away from you. Yeah. And Thor was like, that's a very nice way to say it. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, and when he says it pulls you off, but he's it's like, like Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's like, it's that meta commentary, like, you know, especially like, it's so great to have the director of the movie be this character. Just, it literally tells the audience like, oh, this is your relationship with the hammer and then it got taken away from you if you felt this way. Right. Right. I'm the director of this movie. Yes. And it's like, this is all great. I'm expositioning. He, yeah. Hey, I'm the director. Going to pop in here and humorously give you a little bit of exposition about how this main how character feels. How this like, feels. main character feels yeah. now that he lost his like, weapon of choice. Not that they do a poor job of like establishing. No. Although, no, 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 maybe no. to go back to that point where the pacing is a little bit of a disservice. Um, he doesn't really have time to mourn his father. He doesn't really no. have time to process the loss of his hammer. But there is a line in there where he's catching up. Who is he talking to? He's talking to, he's talking to the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, oh yeah, I, just I lost, lost my, my hammer. hammer. He's like, it's during the fight. He's just like, I lost my hammer the other, like, yesterday. Like yesterday, so, yeah, I was that's kind like of fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just super funny. So it's, it's, it's self-aware of all of these kind of tropey pitfalls of the Marvel superhero movies. Yeah. And it doesn't avoid them all necessarily, but it kind of revels in them and pokes fun at them and is tongue-in-cheek about them. Even in, in the more grander sense of like, uh, even when he's confronting Loki and uh, he's just like, you're a trickster. This is like, and he's like telling Loki, he's like, you could be more than this, but you're just being this character. You're right. being this trope. You're right. being this role. Right, because as they're escaping, Loki does another betrays betrayal. them yeah. again. And Thor's like, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I you had a always plan for do that. that. Yeah, like, you always do that. So, you know, it, it, and that's meta in itself, because like, in a not so far movie, look, he would just trick him and that would right, happen again. Be that. So it's the right amount of, and I, it's because the movie is self-aware and, and it's self-aware of these like, large in life tropes because like that is something loki traditionally outside of marvel as a character would do right. so he's the trickster guy he's the trickster it's, guy. you know it's right there so uh you know i think taka watiti really has a good handle on like these roles and these tropes and like how to make them funny but also treat them with respect because i do think overall like he treats a lot of these characters with maybe more respect than I don't want to say more respect, but he he treats the roles and the characters and everything happening with respect. He's treating these characters as their role in the Marvel Universe has become and yes. has been built up to over the 10 plus years that this has been going on for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's more so than there's enough material there for him as a director to take these characters and evolve them based on the history that they already have yeah. rather than the comic book history um, mm-hmm. and play within that space on what these characters actually have evolved to be. 
right? Yeah. So like, and that's really interesting. I think it's very fresh. Um, I agree. And it's, man, I really hope he gets to do more of these movies because I think this yeah. movie is going to do very, very well. In I the hope box so. Office. It's just super funny and like critically, like the the pre-release critical. I saw um, only one kind of. I didn't read the whole thing. So I don't want to spoil any kind of beats for me. But I saw one kind of like lukewarm review on it. I was like. I so saw I was those, just like, yo, this movie's fun as shit. I just saw the kind of one-liners from the Rotten Tomatoes aggregation page yeah. on the negative reviews. And basically, they were like, I don't like this movie because I don't like fun. Um, and I just will hate never please me, fun. So. so I don't like it. Um, and that's fine. You know, if you're not into, yeah. if you're not into fun, that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to not be into fun. But, you know, if you are, then this movie's probably it's for probably you. probably for you if you like yeah. fun. I, it's just such a smart idea to make the movie self-aware, but also, you know, fold in what makes Guardian so much fun, and, mm-hmm. and aesthetically, too, and and treat Thor kind of like the alien that he is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and explore the intergalactic space some more. But also Thor as an alien who has spent time on Earth, mm-hmm. who has loosened up a little bit, who has let his sense of humor come to the surface more yeah. so, who is... Is still arrogant, but is kind of self-aware about his own arrogance. Yeah, he's not stupid. He's grown from the other two movies. Definitely, that is that is carried forward through. This and movie. I never liked the the oafish kind of Thor. And mm-hmm. this is not an oafish short Thor. He's he's headstrong. He's probably a Taurus. Yeah, that's his astrology sign. He's probably a Taurus. Probably a Taurus. If he, if you had to ask me, but he's hot headed. He's headstrong. But like he, that's he does get things done this way, and he's mm-hmm. efficient that way. You know. And that's why him and, and Hulk work so well. Together. Yeah, and why they're just so fun to see, because it's like just two headbutts. The yeah. Two people headbutting each other just constantly. Yes. Um, but Thor has a little bit of the upper hand, but he doesn't even have to like manipulate him. He's just like, all right, you're not coming, that's fine. I'm going to jump out this window. So, yeah. 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 Uh, man. So good. It's so good. It's great. I really, really, really like this movie a lot. Movie. I am, I'm very hot on this movie right now. I'm... I would like to see it again. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, they do not let you use Movie Pass for this movie. This is the first movie that I've been stopped from using Movie. I thought you could have used it for the Seven Thirty show. No. So wait, really? Yeah. When you do a movie, real quick, when you do a Movie Pass, you check on, you check in on the app. Yeah. Um, and it will put money on your card, and you can swipe it. Mm-hmm. When you check in for the time for Thor Ragnarok on the app right now, it says this is not supported. What? Yeah. So you got to pay for this one. That's so weird. Yes. Or if you're like me, you try to pay for a different movie and then walk into the movie you actually want to see and then get caught by the dude who is pulling your ticket and well, you know, wind up just don't try and pull anyway. don't try and pull a fast one on. Well, you know, Bad industry. Mom's Christmas got fourteen dollars from Movie Pass, and I also bought a ticket to Thor. So everybody wins. Technically, yes. Yeah. Fourteen dollars for. Uh, the ticket's not fourteen dollars, but the Movie Pass gives you. Fourteen. Gives fourteen dollars. They gives fourteen dollars to the theater, no matter what the ticket price. Why does is. people not like Movie? I don't understand why. Dude, I don't get it. I don't know. It's a control issue. Yeah, well, Disney certainly has some control issues. You heard about the Star Wars shit? We need to talk about that. What's that? They have some very serious, like, constraints on theaters, like, showing the movie. And, like, they're also demanding, like, even more money per ticket than they really? normally get. Yeah, it's some... I don't want to speak too soon on it. But there's some articles and stuff about it. And it's, it's very just, like, oh, the studio is, like... 
I didn't realize how much the, a studio can influence oh, yeah. a theater to do something. Like, it almost maybe seems redundant or silly to me to not expect that, but I was surprised. That might come up on the hot take that we will inevitably do yes. on Star Wars. It's coming. It's coming. coming. Uh, you have any closing thoughts on Thor? No, I just really liked it. Um, if you listen to all the spoilers for this episode, um, I don't know why you haven't seen it, but if you haven't, just go see it. Or, you know, yeah, just go see go it again. See it. We yeah, want to see it again. Definitely. It's a great movie. It's I highly recommend this movie. It's, it's very, just very fun. It's just fun, you know, and that's we knew what we were getting coming there, but it was just still a great time. Did not did not disappoint on any level. Oh no. Oh no. Cool. All right. Well, thank you out there very much for listening. Um, you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com for a whole slew of other podcasts, articles, reviews, and the like. Um, we've got all kinds of good stuff going up there right now. We have some um, articles in the pipeline for November for yes. Thanksgiving month. Or we'll figure out if I what I'm going to write about. Yep, uh, we're all working hard on those, so keep an eye out for that and uh, more podcasts in the pipeline as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of movies that dropped today in a more limited capacity, but a lot of stuff I want to see. Yeah, we uh, we'll try and figure it out. I, I really want to see, see Killing of a Sacred, Sacred deer. deer. The lobster fucked me up on like I think any other movie, so I'm excited for so the next. Feel bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel bad. Um, my friend Dahmer came what, out today. What's that about uh, Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer? Dahmer? Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer. It's, it's Jeffrey. It's based on a graphic novel about Jeffrey Dahmer's teen years, kind of his like origin. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that'll be I cool. Definitely fucking yep. fuck with that. Um, yeah. and then Lady Bird as well. What's that about? It's a sort of coming of age story that's getting a lot of really good critical buzz right now. Okay. With going to butcher this name, but um, Sayor C. Ronan from um that movie about the girl moving from Ireland to the US that I always forget the name of oh shit doesn't matter doesn't matter Um, but that looks cool too a lot of good stuff we definitely are going to try to go see Killing the Sacred Deer oh yeah that's that's really I really want to do a hot take and hopefully record some audio content for you because if it was anything like the lobster it's going to be 30 minutes of us going like fuck shit Lobster has some fun bits before you realize the gravity of what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again very much for listening. I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robert Anderson. Have a good night. Bye. Not gonna be able to get five seconds of clean audio. Uh, Mute your cell phone. Sorry.